This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis, your host. Today's podcast is titled Power for Life. In this world of corruption, trouble, heartache, there's sickness and death, all kinds of troubles. There is power for an abundant life. That power is in the Word of God. The Word of God tells us in Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The first point I'm making is that the Word of God is alive and it is active. He is actively working to bring us life and abundant life. Now, this abundant life isn't always uh, material possessions, but it is the inner peace that comes from a relationship with God. And it is that relationship that we so need that brings us confidence for this life. We have the written word of God, In the Greek, that's called logos. And we have rhema, which is the spoken word of God. The written word of God is what God has spoken at one time or another, or it is his testimony of what he's done. And God is still speaking rhema word. I've made this very clear in my other podcast, so I don't want to go down that avenue right now. But either way, spoken or written, the Word of God is alive, it's full of energy, and it's actively working to produce what He wants done. Listen to Isaiah 55, 10, and 11. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I have sent it. So we see here in Isaiah, it's telling us that first of all, the word of God comes out of God's mouth. He speaks it and it will not return to him empty. It will accomplish what he desires. In the Amplified Bible, it says that it will prosper in the purpose for which it was sent. In John six sixty one through 64 most of the people were following Jesus at that time. They were being offended because Jesus told them that they must eat his body and drink his blood. To the natural mind, of course, this is ridiculous, absurd. This is how Jesus answers those who are offended. He says, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are full of spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. What Jesus is saying is that his words are full of power, spirit power, and that they bring life, godly life, to us who believe. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 
And we also thank God continually because you received the word of God, which you heard from us. You accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. So God has spoken and written the word. It's powerful and it's working to bring God's life and fulfill his purposes and his goals. But there is a caveat in these last two verses. I'm not sure if you heard it. Jesus and Paul make it very clear that this life-giving power is for those who receive the word of God. That means our heart has to be open and we have to believe the word of God. And that is really faith. To receive and believe is more than just a mental exercise. We read the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit speaks to us the Word of God. Then we act, we have an action in obedience to what God is telling us. We're being led by the Holy Spirit. God has given His Word to us through Jesus. Through Jesus' birth, through His life and His teaching, Of course, through his death and his resurrection and his ascension. His Holy Spirit is actively speaking to us as we read or in our spirit, reminding us of all that Jesus is and what he did and taught. We are blessed to have the written format, the written word of God. As I've said before, There's many countries who do not want the Bible in their country. Can you imagine that people would keep the Word of God out of the hands of their people? This is because they know, the enemy knows that the Word of God is powerful and it changes circumstances. God has provided His Word in many different ways. He's written it down for us. He's spoken through other people. He's spoken directly to our spirit he's, uh, by his Holy Spirit to ensure that the message is adequately available for you and me. Now, it's up to us. First, how important is our Heavenly Father to us? I'm going to have to repeat that. How important is our Heavenly Father Christ, the Holy Spirit, how important is God to us? Easy. Check how much time you spend with Him. How much time are you spending reading and studying the Word? How much time in prayer, thanksgiving, worship, and so on? That is how important God is to you and me. I've made all the excuses when it comes to my quiet time. Oh, I have to take care of my wife and my children. I have to go exercise. I want some recreation. I have to go to work. You know, all these excuses. But what I'm saying is true. The more important something or someone is to us, the more attention we will give to it. For example, when I was dating my wife in those early days, I spent every moment I could with her. I would go without sleep. I would quit exercising. I wouldn't spend time with my friends. I just wanted to spend time with her. She was so important to me. Is Jesus your first love? Is he the most important one to you and in your life? 
I'm thinking of that verse in Revelation where it talks about Jesus told us or told the church there that they had lost their first love, and their first love should be Jesus. James 1, 21 and 22, Therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Let's talk through these conditions that James has given us here. First, he talks about the things that will block or stop the activity of the word of God. He says to get rid of all moral filth and prevalent evil. Moral filth is defined as the desire to enjoy things that are sexually immoral. This could be in your thoughts, it could be the media that you're watching, or it could be in the action that you're doing. Why do you think there is such an explosion of immorality in our culture? Those who engage in this evil will veil themselves from the activity and the power of the Word of God. So we have to get rid of all moral filth. Prevalent evil is the next one. I looked this up in the Greek and did some study on it. And what it means is to refuse the correction or the instruction of the Word of God. We have to get rid, we have to rid ourselves of these issues. This takes some changing. You know, the Bible just says, repent. Our thought life is where the battle is. We have to pay attention to our thoughts, and we have to correct them in accordance with the Word of God. You see, the world is running at us with all of its tricks, glamour, lies, and the power of media. I was hunting uh, just last week, I think it was Saturday night, I was looking for something to watch for a little while, and there was so much moral filth and evil, I couldn't find a single selection that was recent, a recent movie, that was worth my time. Especially as we approach this time of Halloween, the amount of satanic evil, open satanic evil, was, it was alarming. We have to rid ourselves of all moral filth and evil, no matter what it takes, so that the Word of God is able to work in our lives. The next part that James tells us is that we are to humbly or meekly receive the Word of God. This condition, we have to receive the Word of God with an open, changeable heart. We have to be teachable. God does not force his love or his word on us. He has provided this life-changing, character-building power to all who will humbly receive it and allow it, allow him to tell us how to live. And he teaches us how to make right decisions, how to spend our time and set priorities. Who is our first love? This is what the Word of God teaches us. I think you get the picture. Who's our master? Who's our king? Remember, God does not force us to choose him. He only gives us the availability to choose to obey 
him. Let me read Hebrews 4.12 again. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So next we have a double-edged sword. This penetrates deep within our being to discern, to know what is happening inside of our soul and our spirit. And I I believe as we read the Word of God that inside of our soul and spirit, the things that are good and the things that are wrong will bubble up into our conscience conscience, and we will understand what we are doing, good and bad. As we read and study the Word of God, it reaches deep, deep. It exposes us, warns us of sin, attitudes, patterns of thought that are not godly. And then it instructs us. It guides us into what is right, what is pleasing to God. And also, if it's pleasing to God, it's going to be pleasing to us because it's going to bring us peace and it's going to bring us real joy. Those who hold on to the lure of immorality or rebellion will not read the Word of God. I've often asked myself and others as I, as I was trying to encourage them in the Lord, hey, are you reading the Bible? The answer that I get so regularly is no, I'm not. They may deflect, um, but this is a real marker. Are we reading the Word of God? God's Word discerns, it judges our thoughts and the intents of our heart. As a young man, I remember my younger brother, um, I was on the bottom bunk, he was on the top bunk, and he would be up there reading the Bible. And he would tell me time and time again, he would say, Dennis, you should read this. But at that time in my life, I wanted no input from God. I made a conscious decision, which I remember to this day, I don't want to read it. Why? Because my I had resistance, a rebellion towards God that blocked even my thought, even my desire to read the Bible. 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The message is the same all over the world. It hasn't changed for some 2,000 years. Those who reject the Word of God are actually getting blinded to it. It's wonder, it's power, It's available to transform our life, and we are pushing it aside because of the moral filth and the prevalent evil that is pushing it away from us. Now is the time. Repent and ask God to open your eyes and open your ears and give you a desire to read His Word. And then as you read His Word, let it begin to change you. As you see something that is wrong in your life, repent, change your way of thinking, and follow after God. Do what He's asking to do. And the things that are right in your life that you can see as you read the Word of God, rejoice that God is working in your life. Give Him thanks and keep doing what you are doing.
Some people even reject the message of God, even to the point of thinking that it is foolishness. But to those who receive it with a humble heart, they get the power for abundant life, the knowledge and peace of God, the joy of God. And then we begin to join him in his purposes, and we're able to love him and other people, even in this crooked generation that we live in. The conclusion is simple. Read and study the word of God. Know that he is speaking to you. Follow him by being obedient to what he says in the word of God. Let him bring uh, abundant life to you, peace and purpose. Seek first his kingdom. Think of him often. Speak to him often. Give him thanks. Let me pray for us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we need your word of We need the word of God in our lives. We need it to penetrate deep into our hearts, and we need to be obedient. So help us, Lord. Help us to do what is right. Help us to enjoy your presence in the word of God. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to the Clean Soul Podcast with Dennis Curtis. If you have questions or comments, feel free to visit me at thecleansoul.org.